Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag fuckheadies. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Oh, bollocks. How the... F- oh, it seems that those two have been kicked out as soon as the show started. <laughs> I've no idea you and Josh got kicked out. What the Hello. fuck happened there? That- I've got no idea. As soon as it went live, you two went. Attended it <laughs> what the fuck Jason. happened there? It's my black oh, we're and like, white. Sorry, sorry. We are like... I do apologise, listeners. Hello, welcome to... ABW Live. It's the Wolves game. And as you can see, a bit like the Arsenal, we're a shout of shit. Um, Danny pressed go live yeah. and it kicked me and Josh out because we're at the wrong ends. It knows what's best, Jace. It does know what's best. Um, right, guys, let's go straight into who's in the box. Kev Arsenal's first in. Um, Gunner 93, Ant CL 1082, uh, and 235 100. Ben Murphy, Just Add Chemical X, Gunner 93, I've said you twice. So good they named you twice. My uncle Nagendran, Thomas from Norway, Kilo Dogs, John Bernstein, Thunder Road, Thomas McClement. Oh, I'm losing the will to live because a bag of dicks is there. Ron Rees there. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Not really sure what to say, but we're going to get into it in a second. The magnificent Michael Harneman has piled into the 10-bound donation, and he says, Emery has to go. This is ridiculous. We just can't close out games and hold on to leads. Sorry, but today sums it up. We have a record signing sat on the bench. Leno saved us from a loss today. I think it's pretty hard to argue with that, to be honest, with you. Um, But we're going to get into it. And... Guys, I gotta be look, you know, we we don't want to be abusive towards people, but you know, you're gonna we're gonna call it the way we see it today because this just continually happens. Um thank you, Michael, for your donation. All donations this month in November go to November. Okay, they all go to November. You can do it on super chat, but if you um send it to us by PayPal. YouTube don't take forty odd percent of it, so you know, it's one of those um, uh, it's one of those things that fair play to the guys. Danny looks like I'm not going to say what he looks like, but tell know. him what Sean said I look like. My own my own cultivated sperm. What did she say? She said you look like a ball a ball bag nonce. A scrotum faced nonce was her exact words. I I got to be honest with you. You look like you belong in a register. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. I don't want to register. I'm a parker. I want to register, and also because uh, Josh's company. Are we that say, Josh? No. Yeah, no. you can say that. Yeah. Oh. Say Josh's that company me. are gonna. Is they gonna match or double it all? Double. Double. So if you if you send us ten pounds, we're gonna put it into Josh. Yeah. Yeah. The Josh's company are gonna double it. That's a match. It. Yeah, he only told us that after I I'd sent all of your money to my one, because <laughs> at the moment our November is me, Josh, Ellis, and Shredder, and any money that is sent to Josh's November account, then um, his company are going to put double that in. 
So yeah. uh, all of, so we're going to set all the money you send us. We're sending to his account. And if you're and sending it, again. yeah, if you're sending by PayPal, we're chucking it all into Josh's. Yeah. So the boys who are doing it, obviously Daniel here, who looks like fat, shaven Bronson. We've got Josh, Ginger Harry Potter, and well, Ellis. Just I'm not sure what it looks like at the moment. They've got to be honest there. It's strange. But tell you, you know, Shredder's looking a bit dashing there, isn't he? Shredder. He looks like he, yeah, Shred looks he should, like he should be smoking a pipe and drinking a cognac. But the hell's gone? Okay, let's get into it. So um, this is the Wolves home game. It's with me today. We have Danny, the GFP. Say hello, Dan. Hello, John. Nice. We also have Josh Daw, the real Josh Daw. Say hello, Josh. Hello, Danny. Clever oh, <laughs> bastards. Josh, straight to you, lineups. Xhaka not in the squad after last week's incident. Ozil in. Pepe out. Alba captain. What are your thoughts? I mean, I've been on this earth long enough to say to know you don't get what you want. And everybody was screaming out for the, you know, the ultimate front three with then uh, you know, Meza Ozil kind of in behind doing his thing but no we ended up getting uh sub, you could say Sabios in for Pepe he didn't start either in the last game from memory but either way it was an interesting lineup I think we look to kind of keep everything quite narrow Wolves tend to pack their midfield generally with a 3-5-2 as well so you look to kind of go similar but maintain the back four I mean the order in which the players actually played in versus, you know, kind of lineups. Everyone assuming Torreira would be in front of the back four. I think mean, Unai's come in and he's created a new new position. He's an absolute tactical innovator with that kind of number ten, who's going to be defensive and just roam and break up play for everybody. And um, we had Ozil sitting in behind him, which was interesting, to say nonetheless. But it's one of those I don't tend to want to get too agitated with the lineups as soon as I see them because you've still got 90 minutes of football yeah. to play on them, really. And he didn't put the under-21s out, so I can't moan that much. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Dan, um, game kicks off for Kerala. It's all Wolves for the first five minutes. They, they, they came out and they set the agenda. We didn't have our first attack until after five minutes. Um, you, you had our midfield... The, the Guendouzi, Ceballos, Torreira, they looked all at sea. They were being played through. They didn't, you know, there was no partnership there whatsoever. You know, Wolves dominated that first 10 minutes, didn't they? They, they, they didn't mess about. What were your thoughts? Well, I thought um, me and Josh watched the game together because ABW have a special way where we can do that and we have our cameras on and we can see the game and we can't tell you how we do it, but it's brilliant. And and so we were talking about it, how long will it be before Torreira is so far upfield, he's tackling their goalkeeper to get the ball off of him. And then we, so I said, oh, well, I do like the fact that we've got Lacazette and Aubameyang up front together because I think that could well be the, the best too. And it's great having Ozil play there. He had a really good cameo of what he can do midweek. And he was um, he, he could see that he was trying to pull some of those things off. But much like Bellerin and Holding, I don't think he's match fit, is he? He, he didn't really look like he could do it. And sometimes he looked a bit tired. But yeah, um, us, when me and Josh was looking at it, he said, yeah, we've, our plan is obviously let them have the ball because they're no good when they've got the ball all the time. And so it's quite... 
quite um i wasn't sure what was going to happen i think you're taking out a player there's a lot of man there's a lot of um, pressure on the manager and the players wolves haven't been the wolves they were last season because they're doing the europa league stuff and we we're playing a new formation i don't think it really worked i think going one nil up was uh, and then trying to hold back didn't really work but then one of the first comments we saw in the box why take Torreira off at one nil when you're one nil up and looking to defend and yeah i mean that's it it's a strange thing, you know. We, 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 Josh, we couldn't get any foothold in the midfield. Um, we were giving the ball away cheaply. All midfielders were, um, to be fair. Um, Nervous fires one over from distance. We had to wait for the 17th minute to get our first shot on target. Um, a Bamiyang um, shot saved by Patricio after a long free kick from Luis. It was hardly inspiring, was it? No, it was one of those. I don't think, you know, it's all these bits and pieces where we're hearing from outside the club that players don't necessarily know what's going on and what they're meant to be doing. And as Danny kind of alluded to with this kind of diamond formation, we've only seen it what, a handful of times. And I'm not sure we really have, you know, what have we been doing in, in training against a side like Wolves? have we been up against a 3-5-2? Because it's always been difficult for us to break down those sides, even under Wenger. But to struggle the way we did was absolutely crazy. Um, as you say, it was kind of turning over. It was like the players had never played together before. But I think once we kind of got into that first 20 minutes, we got a bit more confident in our play. All Wolves had kind of given up trying to break us down and giving, just basically forcing us to have the ball. So they could at least get a chance on the counter. And we looked to start taking, uh, you know, control in the first half. Yeah. Um, Danny, you see Torreira shoot. Well, Torreira shot deflected wide after some really good work from Lacazette. But on 20 minutes, Obama Young. Um, Chambers wins a throw-in on the right-hand side. Takes the throw-in uh, quickly to Luis. Luis to Lacazette. Lacazette, great ball to Aubameyang. I mean, their defenders are all over the place. And Aubameyang made no mistake, did he? It's good to see. That's that's the, the combination that you want up front is Lacazette and Aubameyang, which is really good when they're both playing as the kind of um, as, as a pair of strikers rather than Aubameyang playing out wide or Lacazette dropping deep. And that's what I want. And you saw straight when, when I saw that, I thought, oh, excellent. This playing up, up front together with no wingers, because I've moaned plenty of times before that when Pepe or Sacco or any of that lot are constantly lofting balls in, that that's not really their game for Lacazette and Aubameyang to uh, to deal with the, with the crossed balls to try and header it in. You want to be running at them, and that was a, a really good bit of play. And I thought, well, yeah, these two have started off well, both playing up front. We're going to go on from here. We're going to score some more goals because Wolves did not look up for it. Little did I know, we weren't. Well, but, yeah, they, they dominated oh, the first twenty minutes. They dominated the first twenty. But Josh, your thoughts on the goal? Um. You know, you could see some bright sparks. There was there was a lack of coherence in our team play. But, you know, the, the individual talent was kind of taken us through, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like Lacquer and Aubameyang hadn't been away from each other for that time. It's absolutely superb. The kind of connection that they've got to kind of find him on there. And I would like to mention, Meza Oza wasn't involved in that goal, was he? So No, he wasn't. No. No, so, you know, we can create without him. I just, just want to make sure everybody remembers that. 
that I don't think he created a single chance in the first half. But in terms of actually the goal, superb work from Aubameyang. And that's now, what, his 50th for us? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Bring my, it's his 50 goal, 50th goal in about 75-ish games. Yeah. So, Dan, so, so Dan, check PayPal, please. Carry on, Josh. Sorry, my apologies. That's all right. Oh, uh, yes. I forgot where I was. Uh, I was talking about a goal. It was. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you were making a sarky point on Ozil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you were. Sure on. Everybody's, everybody's got that. But, you know, <laughs> didn't create a single chance in that first half. Lacazette created four of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he was. Lacazette just looked like he changed our forward line completely. Uh, it was great to have him back and him centrally. I think he was unlucky generally, but yeah, how clinical is Aubameyang? I don't think there's there's superlative for it to really describe how good a striker he is. And Do you know what, Josh? When he first came here, I was really doubting him, okay? I doubted his attitude. I doubted his ability to perform consistently. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a player. What a bloke. How fantastic is it that he's in our team? Absolutely fantastic. I can see what Danny has just put up as well. So right. there you go, Jace. You can read that, I think. Okay, oh. my Uncle McGendron slaps in with £7.48 just to annoy Danny. I love that. And he says, happy November, you cheeky monkeys. Please keep the shirts on and Carpenter for the Arsenal. Jesus. <laughs> I think that might be the fact that I've taken two Movember photos this week and I've not put a T-shirt on for either of them. Well, I, I get your tits in, mate. Okay, I know that's, they, they've got to pay the big money for, for your tits. I'm yeah, exactly. 22 quid. Ah, oh, fair play. Thank you, my aunt. You're an absolute star, mate. You're, you're always there for us and we do appreciate it. Uh, Danny, there you then have um, uh, Patricio saving from Torreira. He saved from Lacazette. Um, it's a good save from Lacazette. Actually, you have some really good interplay from Chambers, Ceballos, and Lacazette. Um, uh, we we were on top without without dominating the game, weren't we? It was quite weird to see. It's almost as if like. We're almost on the verge of doing something, waiting for something to click. We're nearly getting again. Oh no! Okay, try it again. And because Wolves have been so, they weren't poor, but they weren't as um, as much pressure as they were, like you were saying, especially in the first twenty minutes. And we're looking like so we're slowly building towards something. Got the goal, and I thought, well, we're gonna, we've got the goal. We're going to carry on. We're going to go and get another couple of goals. And then because Emery's definitely going to learn his lesson that if you if you need a couple of goal head start at home, and then you keep your defensive players on, you don't bring on attacking players. And uh, that didn't happen. And I thought, well, sooner or later, we're going to score. And it wasn't going to happen. It, everything looked to slow down so much at times. And I think this is when bringing on Pepe at some point during the game would have been to change the style of play that we were doing. Because it, having Ozil play there and having those two up front, um, like someone has put in the chat box, that Ozil was, looked good, but he had to constantly drop deep to come and get the ball. Uh, Ceballos, I don't think, had a good game again. That's back-to-back -back bad games for him. And I think when you've got those, you've got, those you got three basically you got three central midfielders and Urzel dropping into that central midfield a lot. I think that made the central midfield a little bit congested rather than saying to Urzel, you stay behind the front two and we'll give the ball up to you. You had to keep coming back and getting it. Other people not doing their job. And like, like many people have said in here in the chat box, Gwendozy just all over the place. Not in a bad way, just in a 
in, in a confused way and just trying to do too much and this hasn't worked and run away quick trying to try something else i think he, he could do with being look you, you this is the role you're going to do you need to stick to doing this role because when you run out of position to get the ball then other people are going to have to cover and then they're out of position and then everyone is out of position covering for each other there needs to be more um, of a strict regime of what you can and can't do I mean, I think, and also seeing Torreira constantly up front, up right wing at sometimes. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more to be honest with mate. I I I look at it the way he sets up his midfield. Um, I mean, I I, I really really like Matteo Guendouzi. I really like him as a player. But he's been massively overrated by this season by people. The performances have not matched the hype. I'm sorry, they just haven't. But I don't think he's being given the. He's not. He's not being allowed to flourish by um, by Unai because of the way he's playing him, and I think that's a big issue, you know. Because you know, at the base of that midfield, if you had Torreira just you know managing and screening there, then all of a sudden you're freeing up Guendouzi to go forward and not putting so much pressure on him, and I just don't think it works. Josh, um, there's a couple of incidents I, 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 that really annoyed me, okay? Um, Sice, um, Roman Sice, uh, he, Oliver let him get away with a bit on Lacazette end of the first half. Then um, there was a clear shirt pull when Lacazette had beaten him, trying to turn on the ball and what have you. No yellow card from Oliver. Why was that, mate? Because, you know, it was like the third time he had a pop at him. It's one of those with, I think it's the way that Michael Oliver kind of referees games, doesn't he? Because there's one with Jossa near the end that I thought could have been a red with the way that he flew in with the kind of tackle on, on yeah. Ozil. Uh, completely cynical, but I think that's what we kind of see from Oliver. He's a bit more card shy than the other referees that are in the league compared to someone like an Atkinson that that's their way of kind of controlling a game is through booking players. I think Oliver kind of rates himself a little bit more to keep them, try and calm the player down. Uh, clearly, he did give him a yellow card after, you know, later in the game. But completely agree with you. But I think it's just the way the ref uh, managed that game. I think we probably could have got away with it. We didn't get a single booking in that game. Yeah. Uh, how often have you said, you know, uh, Socrates absolutely loves a yellow card, doesn't he? We can't deny that. So does Guendouzi. Neither of them picked up a yellow. So I think it's just the way that we saw that game being refereed was a little less uh, yeah. not happy. And Don one says in the, bo- in, in the box that Oliver, not a bad referee. I agree with you. I do agree with you. Um, you know, it, it, you, I, was just a bit, I was just a bit annoyed by that because it wasn't the first time he'd gone at um, Lacazette. And, it, you know, it, it was just clear and deliberate. And obviously with what happened with them, uh, with Mezet later, it, it, it should have been red, but to be fair to Michael Oliver, you know, he I don't think he was bad today at all. He's a good referee. Dan, you see Doherty have a shot saved by Leno. Oof, he kept us in net, didn't he, at, that, at times? Was that that um, one that he palmed away? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, no um, for him, but it, you've still got to make the save, haven't you? Was that in the second half? The first half. 
Oh, right. There was one in the second half. I screamed at uh, Josh. He doesn't like to hold the fucking ball, does he? There's far too many of those that he palms away rather than, than trying to catch, I suppose. But if you do try and, ca- try and catch it and you don't catch it, then it's gonna, he's going to drop it. So maybe palming them away. He seems to be pretty good at it. But it, um, that's when I, I started to be a little bit worried at thinking Wolves because they are a very good attacking side. They're a very good side in general. They've got some really good forward players. Although that their Italian number 10 didn't play today, I don't think. Did he play? Um, no, uh, Crotone. Crotone yeah, didn't. Crotone didn't even come on, which we were talking about that. So I, when I thought, oh, here we go. Wolves are going to click into gear. We've given them too much space at the beginning of the game. We've sneaked a goal, and now they're going to come back in it, and they're going to get a goal. And the more I watched it, the more I saw like people with this. This is a really good one here from Arsenal, number one. The whole midfield just looked unaware of where they should be and their role. To me, that screams of poor management and preparation. That sums up how I was feeling. The more I was watching it, the more I was seeing that Ozil was doing his best to try and cover for all the other people that were all over the place. There was, uh, I think the rest of the team, apart from the midfield, again, we've said all season, the midfield is a mess. The, the two strikers, perfect. The goalkeeper and the back four. Chambers, I think Chambers at times gets a little bit too far forward. And, and Tyranny was very, very quiet today, wasn't he? That was another surprising thing. But it's just... It's like they're like he was saying in there. There's just so such bad man management and people being allowed to wander around and do whatever they want, and it's just it's, and it's just causing trouble for everybody because you don't know who's going to be where. And if you had to say, looking at the lineup, you'd have got Trey DM, Guendouzi, um, it running in the middle, and Tobias ahead of him. How many times in the game did we actually see those three players playing in those three positions? We didn't, did we? No, no Guendouzi was at the base, wasn't he? And kind of. Yeah. replacing that Xhaka role, which I think is something that Unai is looking to do, is try and replace him in that kind of way. <laughs> yeah, but, but funny, you're asking a hell of a lot of young player there, aren't you? I um, mean, you're asking a hell of a lot of Xhaka to do it, to be right. fair. Yeah. And to me, you could see where we missed Xhaka today, okay? And um, we'll, we'll go into that a bit later. But you saw, Josh, the, the half-ended. You had a really good bit of defending by us. Um, Guendouzi with a good block and Socrates with a good block. Um, you know, they, they were they were coming at us at the end of that first half. So it was nice to see the guys, you know, they, they were prepared to throw their bodies on the line, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. It's good to see that, you know, after all the kind of talk of the dressing room not playing for the manager, that they're still putting a shift in on the pitch as well. And, you know, it's one of those things that we've thrown at Arsenal centre-backs for even just last season. Uh, for the the way they didn't seem as committed to get in the way and blocking shots. But the way that we saw the players put their bodies on the line, we saw Socrates on the floor a couple of times. Jace, I'm sure you had a wry smile every time he was on the on the deck. But he was we're, putting... We're going to come to him a bit later, we are. We are he was, uh, yeah, because there was one particular block where he ended up polaxed, of, uh, which hit his arm, didn't it? Which wasn't a, wasn't a handball. His, his arm was tucked in, but... It's one of those that, yeah, it was great to see that kind of passion from the players. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, that was the first half, guys. Okie koki, here we go. It's that time of day again. Um, it's the first Saturday game for quite some time. Um, it's another fucking bang average performance. Um, and we got to sit through this all season. All season. And there's 263 of you watching right now on a Saturday evening. And I got 59 likes. 
59 likes. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to be like Unai Emery? This is the amount of shots we're going to allow on goal today. Are you, are you, you know, this isn't the charity, okay? We don't ask you for much, but we do ask you for likes. I know. Who do you really want to be in life, okay? Do you want to be Gabriel Martinelli? Young, good-looking, hungry for it. Or do you want to be... Don't you dare say me. Do you want to be a surprising-faced nonce? No, I was going to go... I, I, I'm going for Ona Emery now. Or do you want to be like Ona Emery, overthinking everything, hesitating, just really, you know, fucking it up on a regular basis and not delivering at all. I get 81 now. That's not really good enough, is it? It's not really good enough. And you're embarrassing your friends, yourselves. You're embarrassing yourselves. You're embarrassing your friends. You're embarrassing your families. Can I please have 150 likes? Too sweet, please. Because I'm really not happy. I'm going to watch this crap, okay? okay. Oh, it's just, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? You know, you know, my 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 niece the other day, she said, "Who do you support, Uncle Jays?" And I said, "I support the Arsenal." She laughed at me. She laughed at me. She fucking laughed at me. Okay, she's six. She's six, and she laughed at me. Is that because you said Arsenal, Jays? No, Arsenal. Like, no, no, no. It's no, 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 a Man United fan. <laughs> I mean, wow. She must. Uh, her household must be full of she, laughs. She's six. She don't care, does she? You know, no. she's just <laughs> like, she, it was her birthday. She's happy. She's got new Converse. She rocks. Oh. Okay. But guys, come on. 89, that's not 100 yet. I need 150. Come on, tappy tappy. Let's get going, people. Because this gets harder every single show. Every single show, this gets harder to do. So onwards and upwards, peeps. Um... Second half kicks off, Dan. Um, good early pressure from us. It comes to nothing, though. You had Leno making a really good save from Neves. What's kind of struck me about us was, you know, when we had possession and we're, we're, we're kind of in, you know, deep in their half, nobody's committing to the run. People pull out all the time, you know? It, it's, it's not really, you know... When we don't look fully committed as a team, you see people making a move towards the box, you know, so somebody can lay the ball off, but then they stop. There's a nervousness about us. What were your thoughts? When you said that, that made me think of the number of times that as we weren't playing with wingers, that you would see Chambers running down the right wing and doing his best. He did some really good footwork for someone who is a centre-back, right-back, defensive midfielder. He's got some good feet and, he's, and we've seen when he got three assists in one game that he has got the ability to get that stuff in, but it was, nothing was working for him down that side. And I was saying about um, oh, Chelsea are winning. Um, I was saying about um, to, um, uh, Tyranny, that he had a quiet game, but somebody in the chat box put that he was busy marking someone the whole game and someone also said this is the first game that Tyranny's come up against a decent team and he's really really quiet I hope that isn't the case I hope that maybe it's because he's starting to play more games that he's, he hasn't got that, um, that all that energy that you would have when you when you first start playing um, for the first team after making your way through from the, from the League Cup and the, and the Europa League Cup yeah uh, um, Adama Traore down the right hand side there and that and he's was he is lightning yeah yeah, so it's, uh, I don't think this we're going to see this tactic again. I mean, it's best place to try it is at home where you can get away with, with, with more errors. 
possibly not try it against a team like Wolves that are that don't need the ball to win games, that are massively quick, they're a really predatory team. They're, a te- they're one of the most exciting teams for me in the Premier League last season. And for us to try a complete new um, formation and tactics against that with such lack of tactical discipline in the central midfield, we, we can't play and expect the likes of Chambers and Tierney to try and be the ones that are going to come up the side and create play. You, and then seeing oh, I mean, Chambers is probably going to go and try and make a run with the ball. And then he's going to look up and go, well, who am I? Oh, actually, I've got to get past Torriera before I can even have a cross. And all this stuff, there's too much stuff going on there. And it was quite frustrating at times because you could see we all we've wanted all season, Lacazette, Bomber Young, Ozil. Now, I know I moan about Ozil a lot. Like, like um, I moan about him because he's such a good player and he's not done it. So it's brilliant to see Ozil playing. I hope he continues to play and it will eventually start working. But it's just everything else that was around them. Defence are okay but and the, the front ones are okay. But yet again, if, if the, 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 usually it's the strikers that aren't getting the service. Ozil was one not really getting the service to try and um, give the ball to the strikers. And I think this game has shown that we do need to have Pepe and someone else playing out wide. So I think we're going to probably end up going back to a bummer young left, Pepe right. Because that does seem is it is more creative the right word or does it give it more stability to the side? I think it's hard to, to put my finger on exactly what the problem was. I, 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 I thought he should have gone four two three one to AK. You know, I yeah. think he's trying, I think he's trying to fit too many players in the team. I was about to say that he feels like he. Sabias uh, uh, has played more games for us this season than any other player. And oh, we're we're, we're going to get to him in a bit, okay? okay. Because. He's having some today. Again, he's fucking having it. Okay. To be honest, I like the formation we went out with, to be honest. Wolves tend to line up with three at the back, and the best way to combat three at the back is two up front rather than three. Um, Maybe so. Keep them, keep them occupied. Um, we got the heralded Meza Ozil back in the midfield as well, creating for them two players he needs in front of him, making decent runs. I think overall that front yeah, three he didn't do the setup that way, did we? You know, he was he, he always was out wider at that point. But let's go into this, Josh. I mean, lack of firing over after some really after a really good con, um, counter attack, Aubameyang and Ozil involved. He he kind of got under it, didn't he? It, it just it just didn't fall nicely for him. Yeah, he was unlucky. I think Lacazette is probably one of the most unlucky world class strikers in world football, isn't he? Just in the case of. Nothing ever tends to fall for him well and either has to lay it off for like an assist to a Batmiang or he just seems to be in one of those one of those places. I think once he gets his sharpness back, he'll be putting those in, to be honest. You know, the, the Emirates is is meant to be one of the best playing surfaces in the world. So I expect him to be putting those in soon, but otherwise, yeah. Unlucky. Unlucky with him. Absolutely. Dan, we then see Socrates is play acting again. Um, he, he, he is caught in the face by uh, by the arm. It's nothing really much. He goes down like a little bitch trying to buy a free kick, whilst the, Michael Oliver doesn't buy it whatsoever. They counter on us. Thankfully, we turn it over and we counter attack back and then. It only comes to nothing because this and this is the thing from earlier on, and it's not having a go at him, but Gwen Doozy doesn't follow through on his run, he just stops. You know, I got a lot of issues with Socrates at the moment. I don't think he was poor today. There's one point towards the end I thought he was bad. But everything about him at the moment, 
I just think he play acts too much. He's trying to buy free kicks. If you're trying to buy a free kick or a penalty or something like that, tuck your fucking shirt in your, into your shorts. Because if they're going to grab your jersey, it shows then because you've pulled it out of the shorts. But no, he's not even fucking professional enough to do that. It was a, he's embarrassing at the, at the moment, and I'm just done with it. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, Josh said one point during the game. He said, uh, "Oh, Jace is going to get try to shut." So, Jace is going to have Socrates for doing that. And uh, he said, "Is that the one where he's laying near the halfway line? That one?" Because he also fell down in our penalty area, and then he got up pretty sharpish when he realised the referee wasn't going to give us a free kick for it. So, uh, yeah, a couple of times in the game that he did do it. I think that's the uh, playing in other leagues where it's seen as an art when you play. Not that he's played in, in South America, but but the diving and the cheating and the foul and falling over, all that stuff is seen as an art in, in playing South American football. Tim Vickery always points it out when he used to do that, that show on Radio 5. But Socrates, I think he's he should have retired after the game last week. That's he's, His career has peaked there. He's never going to beat that game. Uh, you Never again are you going to go... Yeah, Socrates was brilliant in that game. He should have had two goals. He defended well. He did all right. He's never going to do that again, so he should have quit. Is um, I think games like this means, if, if it wasn't for the fact that Holding was part of a team that let in five goals midweek, I think Holding would have been... It's it's, it's clear that, that um, Emery is willing to let people... Um, come back into the team and replace other players. Surprise, Bellerin hasn't man, didn't start today because he's he, Bellerin and uh, Holding are both not match fit. That we saw that at the the, uh, the Liverpool game. And if you're going to try a new tactic, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if those two players would have been played because long term Bellerin is going to be the right back and Holding is going to be partnering. Uh, Louise at centre-back. So I thought t- today was going to get it. So maybe it is going to give them both one more Europa League game and then they'll be um, then put into the first team. So it's um, I think when we get there, we are going to get more stability at the back because that's they're going to be our best players. And then if, if he has our best players in the team and we still do shit like we did today and things still don't work out, then I think the board... Uh, not the board... It's not the board, is it's two blokes. I think then they might well reconsider his, his position, especially with the January transfer window coming up. If the likes of Xhaka do want to go because of all the stuff that's gone on and there's a couple of other players that might want to go, then there's no point giving um, uh, Emery money to go and buy new players in January if he's going to be gone in the, in, the, in the end of the season. So there's going to be so much stuff coming up. Because everyone in the chat box, nearly everyone's had enough of him. They're all going on about how tactically unaware he is and how it's making everyone's life harder. It's, it's very frustrating. And then we're watching the Liverpool game and watching them from 1-0 down. And okay, doing- stop, 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 game. You, 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 you've gone on for long enough there. <laughs> Jesus, we have lost the will to live halfway through that. <laughs> I love you, Dan. Um, <laughs> Say there's just so many irritating things about the game. And we can all see what's going wrong, but it seems Emery can't. And that's what's so annoying. Dan, we've been saying this since the last season, okay? Last season we were saying this. Yeah. There were things that which were obvious there. And he's not addressed any of them. Um, Why isn't he saying, them? Why doesn't I don't, he I, I, Dan, I don't know. And to be fair, I've kind of had a guts full of it. Because, you know, when, last year when we brought it up, on, uh, and we were bringing it up around this time last year, during the winning streak, you're getting slagged off for having a pop at the manager, and you're just thinking, "Well, oh look, we're not we're not really slagging him off. We're just pointing out that that was awful. That was really poor. You know, we we seem disjointed. There's no cohesion there. When we're not, and, and you know, 
I don't care if you're going to play progressive, exciting football or if you're going to play defensive football. I don't care. But pick your tactics and get them right, okay? And he's not got anything right. If you want to be aggressive in one half and defensive in the next, fine, okay? But it's almost as if his coaching style is schizophrenic. And you can't settle on anything. And, you know, it's not exactly a shock we are where we are at the moment. It's not a shock we are where we are at the moment. Because this has been happening since last season. He had his arse saved by Rambo and Xhaka in the middle with three at the back last season because they really pushed him through. Okay, That's all forgotten by everybody because the witch hunt is on for... Um, uh, it was it was on is on for Jacques at the moment, but they really dominated midfield and unfortunately with Rambo getting um, uh, injured in that Watford game, you know it kind of fell apart again there. But he's a man he's a man with no plan. I mean, look at his substitutions. Well, we're, we're, we're coming we were, on that now. No, I was going to say the, the Liverpool one. He did exactly the same thing as he during the Liverpool game. We needed to defend the lead. Where no, we at four four. He took off an attacker, put on a defender. And then uh, when we were winning 5-4, he took off a defender and put on an attacker. Did exactly the same thing today, didn't he? This is the thing. It's, it, it, you know, it, if you didn't think this was coming from last season, I, I'm, I'm asking you, what were you watching? And you can turn around to me and you say, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's fine. I think that's right and proper. But, you know, this is... This has been like a train coming towards you that's in slow motion. And it's just not stopping. It's just continually carrying on. If he's still got his job tomorrow morning, I'd be a bit shocked. They are going to really? give him... Yeah, I just... Well, I, you, you I'd think he's going to sack his ass in me. I'd think it'd be after the Leicester game, if it's at any time. Now, that's probably a okay, because if you lose that badly, you, you, you know, I see your point there. Not even, but, not even badly, let's... If we want to, should we go through the table now or should we go um, through it? In no, bit? no, let's finish the game off yeah. first, please. Yeah. Uh, um, Josh, I want to come to you first, then I want to come to you on this, Dan, and I'll be back in a sec. We see Lacazette subbed by Martinelli, um, replaced by Martinelli on 59 minutes. Martinelli comes on, looks sharp. Now, I think Martinelli has earned his right to have a go there. You get um, um, size chopping down Ozil. Um, should have been a second yellow. Um, then Saka coming on for Torreira. I, at this point, I'm fucking flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I, I'm genuinely... I think Saka's done well first this season. Flabbergasted, but, but not surprised. He, well, exactly, you know, but this is the thing. I think Saka's done well, but he's hardly been a beacon... And if you wanted to ins- inspire your £72 million man, put him to the bench and then bringing him on later on in this game was exactly the thing to do. So, Josh, you first, then please pass on to the beardless nonce. So it's back to you, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll turn to that one. We'll turn to that one. Right. Uh, yeah, so I thought Martinelli coming on kind of a good substitution as yeah, well. We but, said, oh, yeah. good. He's coming on. I yeah. went, oh, excellent. Yeah, needs some minutes. That, that does think, show that he's a little bit, a little bit aware that, that that is one positive thing, that if you do well in the League Cup, Europa League games, you are going to get a chance in the, in the Premier League, doesn't it? 
Yeah, and he needed what the a thing of Martinelli was going to come on. He's shown himself as you know being pretty good as a central striker. So with him and coming into that system next to Aubameyang, I think made sense. Saka coming on though, I think that confused me a lot. I assumed that was then the start of us moving to maybe a four three three. Yeah, because that was with, thirteen minutes later. Because what you yeah. said at the time, where's he going to play? I said, well, it looks like he's going to go. Uh, Saka left, um, Aubameyang up front, and Martinelli, well, probably right. Yeah, and then Martinelli, well, I don't think he's ever played on the right of the kind of, not for us anyway, you know, he came in pre-season on the left, yeah, played a striker, yeah, played a striker for us for the majority of the other games. And then we got Saka coming in, who appeared to take up a position in that diamond, but didn't really know where. I think we've seen Saka come in and play 10 this season, for the life of me, I've got to try and think what game it was. Uh, I think, it was, yeah, I think it was Liège that he came on and played number ten. We have got quite a few young players that their their yeah. roles have been defined yet. They yeah. play in any one of the front three or four positions. Yeah, it's when the four, when we had the four kids up front, Saka came in and played behind the central striker, mm. and that's that's where I thought he'd probably end up. But still, it's very odd. The, of the choice of you've got on the bench at that time that you're going to bring Saka on and not maybe Willock. You know, Willock's had, we saw against Liverpool, it's absolutely superb in the first half against them. You know, not too great in the second half and got, a, to be fair, a superb goal in that game, but wondered why maybe he hadn't come on instead, shore up that midfield. You know, you're bringing a more attacking player in in Willock, so you're still getting the same kind of benefit of taking Torreira off if that's what you're looking to do, but at least shore us up. So I'm not really sure of what Emery was going to do. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody in the media is intelligent enough to ask him such a question. They'll just ask him mundane questions like, I don't know, what's Zaka doing today? Uh, But yeah, Jace, what did you kind of think to Saka coming on and especially Torreira coming off? I, I just didn't get it. I thought um, I, I thought Ceballos had been he, he moved. Ceballos moves the ball nicely. Okay, a great skill set, um, lovely pair of feet, great. But he makes no impression on the game, or he very rarely makes an impression on the game. He's not um, he's not progressive in his passing. It's just keep the ball moving. He's not going to give. He's not made the killer pass for us yet. Maybe that's something to do with the position Unai's playing him in. But I thought he flatters to deceive all too often, okay? Um, Torreira, well, he's playing him as a B2B. It's the most most frustrating and pointless um, positioning I've I've seen. You know, he's not winning the ball high up enough to, to have an impact on the game. He's not good enough with his feet to create too much. I don't understand what he's doing. You know, you've got two players who aren't B, who aren't B2Bs, but you have got one player who's a good DM. And I think Wendoosie's struggling because he's trying to do too much as well. And it's all a bit harem scared him from him. But, you know, it, it's the wrong guy coming off, first and foremost. And it's the wrong guy coming on. Because Saka hasn't been great in his last couple of games. He struggled. He's in back in Europa League, but no Unai. Just 
I, 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 I just, I just give up. I don't want to have a go at him. I, I was bang out of order last week and calling him names, and I'm not going to do that again. But I don't see the sense behind what he's trying to do. Um, he's not, he's not a tactical genius. He's a guy who's just struggling to cope with the players and the squad he has and and the league think- he's in. Do you think that Torreira probably came off because he hasn't got many minutes in his legs? Uh, you know, he, he played a few, only no, against Liverpool. But, 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 but again, Josh, may, maybe so, okay. But if you ask him to play a B2B role, uh, you know, what, what do you expect then? Do you know what I mean? You, you, you hold him deep. You let him screen the back four. You know, you let him, you know, watch the runners and, and cover them. But no, we don't do that. I, I, I just... I don't get what Unai's trying to do. And the players obviously don't either. They don't get it either. And, you know, it's it's frustrating and it's it, it's going to cost him his job and he'd have nobody to blame but himself. So there you go. At one point in the second half, Zabayos got the ball near our corner flag. And I thought, right, he's going to sprint with the ball now. He jogged off with it and they took the ball off him. And I remember yeah. thinking at the time, is he knackered? Why didn't he run really fast with the ball? And then uh, I thought, at that point, I thought, this isn't going to look good. Uh, look, he's talking about flat to deceive. Okay. Um, you know, I, somebody had a pop on me last week. Oh, he's having to go to Sabayos again. Well, that's because he does fuck all. Drew's got a message for you. I know, I've just replied to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair to you, Jace, and as you say, one of the big things that has come up is Emery's poor communication skills. Uh, how many native Spanish speakers are in that midfield of ours? Two. And then Meza Ozil, who spent three or four years in Spain. Guendouzi is the only one there that doesn't speak Spanish. So that's going to be the interesting thing of, like you say, irrespective of what Sabayas is going to do, pretty sure he understands what Emery's telling him because they both speak the same language. Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't think this is a thing. You've got people saying that, you know, he's even confusing in Spanish. So I don't know. I think um, that's one of the things. I think it's looking at the rest of his coaches as well. Because he is a head coach. There's at least five other people in there, in that team. You know, you've got Carcido. Uh, you know, Jumberg has said he's got to speak Spanish, not only to try and communicate better with Emery, but Emery and his coaches. So I think that's yeah. one of the things we need to look at. Although he's the centre figure, and we see him week in, week out, trying to communicate to the press, the rest of his coaches have got to be... In a similar level, surely. But if if I'm if I'm very honest, you know, Josh, and I see what the point you're trying to make, okay. But ultimately, if you are a professional um football manager or whatever, if you're not, you know, when you when you go to another country, you know, you need to make an effort to learn the language, etc. Because if you're not doing that, then you know you you're stacking up against you winning. You know, you're you're preparing to fail. I, I I don't know what's going on behind closed doors there. I think this is more of a technical issue with the the, the vision that Unai has for the team playing and an execution uh, issue of him communicating that to people. But you'll have all the um, translators that you want there. You'll have all these things available to you at a top, top, top football club. And if they're not using those properly... You know, I mean, I, I tend to, yeah, there was a great piece in The Athletic this week, literally on translators. Uh, it was mainly around Bielsa and Gareth Bale 
Yeah. Because Bale is one that is fluent in Spanish but refuses to speak it to the media because he doesn't want to get he's misconstrued. Fucking them. He just fucking yeah. eats them. Doesn't want to get misconstrued. Same with Bielsa. Because uh, yeah. he's... Uh, and it's the same kind of thing that, you know, Emery isn't taking every single training session and every single drill. So his coaches must be doing some of it. Yeah, but, but he's I mean, telling his coaches in Spanish what they should be doing because it'd be mad that he speaks to them in English to do that because they're all Spanish speakers and he's trained with them for years and they know exactly what he wants from them. So it's, uh, I think it's one of those that going against one man because of what you perceive as his thing, I think this, the issue is bigger. That yes, there's a translators there. But I bet bottom dollar there's only one. And he's probably standing next to Emery. Well, that's done to the club and Emery, okay? Because if they're not employing more, more fool them. You know, they, 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 you're talking about a billion pound business here. If they're, if they're only doing one in them, yeah, we're getting one translated and if they, and they need more, then more fool them. Um, Dan, I'm going to move on from that, guys, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Rudy's put a quote from Emery about today. Um, uh, Emery says, it's a bad result, but tactically it worked how we wanted it. Okay, Emery, enough is enough, Rudy says. If he thinks that's worked how he wanted it, I'm sorry, fucking hell, they can fire him tonight because that's embarrassing. Um, it is. It's embarrassing. I'm it's sorry. Casanova agrees with you. They want to know what's Spanish for fuck off. <laughs> I don't, oh. No, I'm not going to do that today. I did that last week and I was bang out of order. Um, to Dan, you then see Chambers... I think it was Chambers. I'm not sure who it was. It was Chambers and I think it's Granduzzi. And they were they were defending like little tigers at the back there. Um stopping a a wolves attack. Um and then a couple of minutes later, Wolves have a throw in far right hand side. Sabayos just switches off, doesn't bother following his runner. The, the throwing goes to the runner, good cross. Socrates doesn't attack the ball. Chambers gets beaten by Jimenez. Um, Jimenez coming on to the ball and Jimenez scores, makes no mistake. Is that a good cross, Jace? I thought it was a hump. He just lumps it in, doesn't he? He just, he, oh, look, he just lumps it in. Yeah, I don't want to give him any credit for it because he just knocks it high into the air, into, the, into an area. Well, we've made it look good because <clears throat> oh, Jimenez has done, challenge for Jimenez the done superbly to get a run on Chambers. Oh, Superbly run. He, he's done well, okay. But I'm looking, I'm I'm looking at Sabayos and I'm thinking, you fucking show pony. You it's fucking him and Tierney, show... isn't it? It's him and well, Tierney. No, no, Tierney's got together. his man. No, he's not. Tierney... Tierney is marking space. Watch it again. Tierney is marking nobody. I, I may be wrong. But he just lets his man go, like he does all too often. Dan, what were your thoughts on it? Because it fucked me off properly. Well, this is one that me and Josh discussed as it happened because they showed quite a few replays of it. First of all, we went, oh, that's Chambers' fault. Then they, we showed seed it from another angle and you realise that when the Wolves player has got the ball for the throw-in and there's two, there's Tyranny and there's Sabayo standing near the other bloke. So he throws it over Tyranny. So Tyranny didn't get anywhere near it. Then the bloke does this overhead lob thing backwards and you think, oh, that was a, that's a bit fluky that it's landed in the box. And then we thought Chambers' fault. Another angle, you see that Chambers jumped up to get it and, and uh, Socrates just just kind of crouched there. With the, I think the bloke may have been putting some pressure on him. But then he thought, well, it's got past Tyranny. It's got past Ceballos. It's got past the two people um, that are covering that centre-back position because that's where um, um, 
Chambers drifts into cover in the center of the box when, when they're attacking because he's pretty good at doing the, the defending stuff. And you think all these things, and it, it's just all culminated in yet another disaster. And I often wonder with things like this, if you're, as I've never played, I mean, it's the last time I played football, I was about 10. But as a, as a, when you're playing football, if you've got, there's four of you at the back and you've got your defined roles, if other people start coming into those defined roles, like Gwen Doozy, do you then go, get out of the fucking way, I'm trying to do my job. Does that make it harder? Because it seems when people try and attack us, everybody just gets in the box. And like you were saying, Jace, like you opened this up with, it's everybody having a go at with defending all over the place does that make it really hard when you're trying to do your job and you've got some fluffy haired shitbag darting in around you like a dog chasing a sausage well there's no structures there josh your opinion on it because i mean i, I i'd have to look back for the turny bit because sabayos just leaves his mango yeah. and I'm, I'm i'm so fucking angry at him okay because you know the, the, the... i'd say the it, big thing with once the ball goes in is Chambers give your other centre back a shout because as much as I want to blame Socrates for ball watching, he's probably ball watching because someone hasn't told him there's a striker running on his shoulder, mm. and that's the biggest problem with our defence is the communications between the back three or back four is non-existent at all. It's it's awful. It's one of those that just is absolutely mad. I can't because as much as I you know. That's why I think Chambers has mostly got the issue with Jimenez. I know a lot of people are going to have a go at Socrates, but if no, if he's not been told there's a player behind him, of course he's just going to watch the ball go up and over his head. Of course, any other player will do that because there's no way he can jump to it because it's going to go over him. So it's on Chambers to tell him, I, Papa, check your shoulder. One glance, he helps him. I think, Danny, you came up with a good point about VAR as well, about how perhaps the shithouses in our defence are now less likely to be shithousery. Yeah, because I said, oh, we wouldn't have done this last season. And you said, yeah, because Socrates would have stabbed him or killed him or, or taken him out. And he can't do that anymore. And that's why I think they've been a little bit more ginger when it's going up for balls in the air. Because we've seen so many times this season that people go up to try and defend and they're not doing anything wrong. And they go, penalty. And you go, what the fuck has that happened? I think people get to that stage now where so much stuff has happened from VAR. Defenders... Maybe possibly are a bit worried to defend. They're having to change the way they defend. Maybe be a little bit less robust. I, I look. I, I, I'm not being funny. I've, I've, I've seen no proper shit out from um, Socrates since he's been here. He's a, you know he, he he's enthusiastic in the challenge, but you know and and he's got away with a bit. But VAR's there to stop that. I, I just I just I just look at Sabayas leaving the man run off him. He's your man, and you fucked it, bro. And you have nothing positive to add to this team at the moment. All the gear, no idea. And I'm, 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 talk about a fucking overrated bag of wank. Really, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so fucking frustrated. So then we get a penalty shout, Josh, um, which was a bit optimistic. With wolves, um, ball hitting somebody's heel, hitting somebody's hand, never going to happen, was it? No, no, I don't think so either. It was one of those. It was uh, Martinelli, wasn't it? That kind of sheepishly yeah. put his hand up to say, <laughs> maybe, maybe, and then quickly went, "Oh, what am I doing? What am I doing?" <laughs> Just yeah. kind of walked uh, off again. 
<laughs> Tan, we see um, some good defending. We see some good attacking play from Chambers and Ozil. Obviously, uh, Ceballos and Ozil come to nothing, unfortunately. Chambers defending well against Jota, um, pushing him wide. Saka, a great Saka ball that um, cleared well by Dendonka. And then we see an 86 minutes, Tony replaced by Kolasinac. And my exact notes are, for fuck's sakes, Clown. It should have been Pepe. Restructure the front, get Pepe on. We've seen when he came on and he, he turned the game round. He should have come on. As soon as they scored that goal, which was on the 76th minute, he should have gone, right, Sam, Pepe, you're coming on. Reshape the front and move stuff on. I think Lacazette was unlucky to be taken off, according to uh, whoscored.com. He got our highest rate in play. Oh, he got a 7-5. Leno got a 7-6. I think he was unlucky to come off. I think, I you... think that was more a, a, a legs thing, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he is. Um, not that I know anything, but he, he is coming back from being out for a while, I suppose. Yeah. Um, let's get the end of this game because it's just fucking painful. Josh shot a, a great tactical foul on Ozil and he gets a bit unlucky. It's, uh, it's actually, you see Louise and Socrates defend him well when he get, makes a good run into the box and then he'll make a save. Um, and that was kind of the game. They were looking more likely to score at the end than we were, weren't we? Weren't they? Yeah, it's one of those that I think if we conceded in the first 20 minutes, which we rightly probably should have done, and it had finished one all, I think we would have gone, few. we got away with that. But the yeah. fact that we've taken the lead, and it's another lead that we've blown after the game where we blew the lead, what, three times against Liverpool? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's It's kind of starting to become a bit of an unwanted trend in the side. Uh, no I'm sure I saw something. Yeah, I'm sure I saw something about I'm sure we've lost the most number of points from winning positions this season uh in the league. It's it's annoying. Uh I'm sure we can go to the table in a second and really go into it. Oh, the league but table. The league table. Yeah, actually, I want to go there straight away, okay? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through it. Yeah, like, I want Jay. both your opinions. First of all, I want to bring up this. Uh, these are the stats from today's game, okay? It's just the basic stats. So we have 58% possession. We have 10 shots to their 25. Shots on target, four for us, eight to them. Corners, eight to us, nine to them. Fouls, six to us, 15 to them, okay? Um, I'm not going to mourn with the officiating because Oliver, to be fair, if he ever makes a mistake, is pretty genuine. But this shots allowed on target issue, uh, shots allowed on goal and shots allowed on target issue, if that doesn't tell you that there's a problem with our midfield, I don't know. You you either need a fucking saucepan in the face, okay, or, or, or you're never going to get it. Um but Josh has got a new frying pan he can lend them. I have lost iron. It's like two kilos, that thing. You're going to have the face on the other side of your head. <laughs> well, crack on your, your thoughts on this, boys, because I'm exasperated. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the shots versus versus the shots taken, well, I'm, I've seen half our fan base want Jose Mourinho in. So if that's your problem, that's going to continue on. In terms of the actual... The actual uh, where we're in the table, things we can actually control, then yeah, uh, Danny had it up a second ago. Currently, well, Chelsea currently leading. If Chelsea and Leicester win, 
this weekend, we are six points off top four. And the three teams that are behind us are at two points. Sheffield United, Bournemouth and Brighton. And yeah, Sheffield United got promoted last season and they're only a point behind us. That's pretty I mean, damning. If you actually look at it, okay, Liverpool on 31 points, right up. We've we, just entered November. We are 14 points behind them already, okay? We weren't going to challenge for the league though, Jace. I, I, I don't mind, but we're only 12 off Watford, who are bottom of the table. Okay? <laughs> the bottom we're, of the top. we're closer to the bottom than the top of the table, okay, on points. Our form is fucking atrocious, okay? You know, you look at the teams we've actually beaten, the teams we should beat, you look at, you just look at the body language of the players, they do not believe in what Unai Emery is selling. You can see it on the pitch, it's it's Groundhog Day, and it's not getting any better, okay? You know, when you're continually leaving that many shots on your goal, then teams, you know, the teams are going to score. It's it's not rocket science. Dan, your thoughts, because I'm genuinely, you know, I've only got 112 fucking likes as well. What's going on there? 150, please. Come on. Let's go in. Disgraceful, Grace. Danny, Danny, can you at least give us a good thing? And just can you just highlight the team in 13th at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> But, but seriously, boys, you know, I mean, you know, what what, what do you think the club are going to do now? You know, what do you think the club are going to do? Because nothing is getting better, Dan. Well, I think part of the problem is is the fact we have so many. We could, most teams would be happy to have a Lacazette or one Aubameyang, one Pepe, maybe even one Martinelli. We have got too many, too much stuff up top. And then trying to fit, it's going to be impossible to try and fit those three into the team without without having to play a bummyang out of position. When and then we so he's tried it today, but it hasn't worked because we've got no width on the sides of the midfield. We've got no um, positional discipline, and so it worries me. When I'm, that is the first time we played that formation that I can remember, and I remember in the last days of, of Wenger, he was changing formations. We were playing three at the back one week, we were playing four at the back another week. Whether he was doing that because of who we were playing against, or whether it's to keep moving things around to try and and, and get a system that was going to work. And I think that Emery is at that point already, where he's now changing stuff around and playing. Let, I mean, oh, just so many things. You just, I'd like to say to him after the game, right, Terea. Why were you doing this if I was the manager? Then it's probably because the manager's told him. Someone pointed out to me a while ago, Terrell won't be doing the stuff he's doing unless Emery's told him to go and do it. That's that's very, very rarely would a player ignore a manager and just go, yeah, I'm a defensive midfielder. I'm going to go and play right wing. So maybe it's Emery. But then like, when the press conference, you ask Emery, why is Terrell playing up front nearly or wide right? He'll, then he'll start talking about why, what, what players he picked and what and what shoes they're wearing and stuff like that. People have pointed this out that I've seen on Twitter. The journalists will ask him a question about this and he'll answer a question about that. And they're saying because he doesn't understand English, I think maybe he's just deflecting it and not wanting to answer it. And it's just, we have the players to play and do well. But the players, like you were saying, Jay Steve, don't believe in him or his system or there's confusion going on or the whole thing's just an utter mess. But we have a squad that if a proper man... Imagine if Wenger had that squad. I mean, I'm not Wenger's fan. I don't want him back at the club. But if Wenger had that squad, 
I mean, poor old Wenger did what he did with Giroud up front for so many years. And now... But, I, but Dan, I don't, I don't want to go back to the old manager, okay? I don't like bringing him in on this because it's... You know, we don't want to use anybody as a stick to beat you and I with. We want to look at what's happening on the pitch, okay? Now, the question I got for both of you, coming to you first, Josh, then back to you on this stand, okay? Everybody's favourite midfielder at the moment is Matteo Guendouzi. Um... I think he's a wonderful talent. I really like this kid. He's he's gonna be brilliant for us. Yep. But at the moment, I'm not sure Matthew in, that, in the role that he's been played in by Unai is best for this team. I think you know you, it, when you look at the players available, a four-two-three-one is probably the way to go. But uh, you know you've got good fullbacks. Two holders in the middle, and I would go Xhaka, and I would go Torreira. Okay, Mezet, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette. That for me should be a starting eleven. What are your thoughts, Josh? You first, then on to Danny, please. Uh, it's a good, it's a good lineup. Uh, I'm thinking with that much firepower in front. Yeah, I'm not too sure on our defence with the rest of it. That's the only problem. Uh, I would like to see Torreira just in as a shield on his own. When we're yep. uh, talking about Torreira and the position he plays for Uruguay, it's actually at the base of a diamond. So he doesn't want another player next to him. Okay. You know, he's got to be there as a defender. And now that we've got David Luiz, and if we say play Chambers at the back next to him, we've got two players that can bring the ball out. So we don't need to have a Xhaka or a Guendouzi or a Meza Ozil, or a Danny Ceballos trying to pick the ball up off the centre-backs necessarily as deep as they currently do it. They'll still need to do it in certain occasions, but I think that will allow us to then play our midfield naturally higher up the pitch. And then, yeah, I would have Guendouzi in there, and to be honest, probably not Granit Xhaka. I'd probably switch Granit. I wouldn't have Xhaka in. Uh, maybe Meza Ozil. Maybe Danny Ceballos uh, or Joe Willock is a good option as well. Having a really nice young dynamic midfield like that in there. And then that front three in place. You know, Pepe got double figures for assists last season. So did Lacazette. So in terms of creativity, we've got that on the field as well. We've just got to get the ball to them. Uh, the only thing I would say is when we brought Torreya in, I don't think many of us said we need to play a holding midfielder in every game. with the Arsenal, right? We should be able to come against a a lower league, a lower team in the division, and play with someone like a Xhaka in there. You know, we don't need an out and out defensive midfielder against the likes of, you know, your Man City's, your Liverpool's, probably your Leicester's, maybe a Chelsea. Yeah, you'd want someone in there. But so against someone like West Ham, do you need a dedicated defensive midfielder in there? Not really sure. Let's wait and see, is it? Because you know, West Ham yeah. have beaten us last season, haven't they? So yeah, you know, this is the that's, just a, that's my kind of throw out. That's the team yeah. that came ahead. You know what I'm talking about. You're talking about like a Burnley. There yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need Terreira against a Burnley or a Newcastle. I, I see the point. I really see the point, Dan. Your opinion on that? Because you know, we're, we're football's a game of perspective, isn't it? You know, there's, there's many different opinions here. Um, but what do you see when you look at this team at the moment? Confusion, lack of discipline, unorganisation, lack of belief in the manager, maybe even at times lack of belief in themselves. Uh, there's 
Hi, Alexa. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's what Alexa has to say about it all. <laughs> mumble, mumble, mumble. <laughs> uh, everybody knows, somebody put in here, I can't remember who it was now, but they made a very good point. Our team picks itself. It should pick itself. Like you said, Jace, with those ones up front, if you're the opposition and you're coming to play Arsenal and it's got the front four that you mentioned, you're going to go, oh, fucking, we're in for it tonight. And uh, it's just the midfield. The, the defence is going to sort itself out soon. We're, we're, we're lucky that we've actually got a really good goalkeeper. For so many past seasons, we've had terrible goalkeepers. And that everything seems to be clicking into place. But it just seems that central midfield thing, no matter what he seems to do to that midfield, partly because maybe he's saying to them, I don't want you playing here. I want you to go and play in other places. I think if we could say to those players, you're going to play in this position, do it properly, do that for a few games. That should sort everything out. We saw last season... Taraya get oh, Taraya getting five man of the matches in six games. I mean that says it all about about him, doesn't it? If he did that again, that would solve so many of our problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'll be waiting and see. You know, um, I, I, I think you know where we're at at the moment is if you're there doing rule, okay, and Josh Cronk, you're looking at this thinking, shit, the bed. This is not going in the direction we wanted it to. So, you know, questions will be being asked of Unai. And if they're not, then we are stuffed. We really are stuffed. But uh, today he was... It, it, I don't even know what to say, but it, it wasn't inspiring. It wasn't insipid. It was just... It's just Arsenal we've come to expect recently. We don't, you know, we, we have them, uh, the Lions share the possession, but we don't really dominate the game. We don't really create that many chances. We don't leave in that many goals, but we're allowing an awful lot of shots. It's just shit. We were at Wolves level, weren't we, really? A team that got promoted I don't think we're that two good. seasons ago and went to the Europa League. They're a Europa League side. Yeah, but I don't think we're that good, mate, to be honest. I think we're... Well as well. Just, I'm just really, really, really... I generally just I'm just upset at it all. Sorry. Um right, let's go into questions, is it? Because oh, Jesus, I need therapy. Um Michael Harneman, Danny, and let's start with you. Michael Harneman asks, shall we let the opposition score first next game? Let's get see it out of the- if it's a different result. <laughs> if we let them go three and up, then we're gonna we're gonna play attacking football straight away. <laughs> Leno will be top goal scorer. Three own goals at the beginning of every game. That's the only way we can it was it's like the Jason Statham film shock where he has to keep shocking himself to actually get on with it. <laughs> oh, it's uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm I think it is it should be Emery should go, and I've only thought that after the last two or three games. And he's not learning his lessons, and that is the one thing that is really bad for a manager when everybody can see what's wrong. Like we were saying in the Wenger days, the writing's on the wall. It's just a matter of time. He won't be getting a new... Oh, fuck me. They've been cut off again. I can say what I want now. Um, yeah, oh, here we go. Add him back in again. Oh, they're going to be angry. What's going on with StreamYard? You need to have a word with these twats. They're big yeah. enough, you know. That I will go and put on their Facebook page. This has happened twice today. Yeah, StreamYard, stop fucking about. You bastards. Apo- apologies, dear listener. Um, right, okay, so I, I missed the end of that. Have you finished answering the question? Oh, I probably didn't answer it at all. Good, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Probably not. Um, Josh, John Bernstein asks, um, 
I'm struggling to understand how Emery still has a job. Can you please explain why? Oh, I think possibly because we're mathematically still available, still could get into the top four. I think that's where we're at at the moment. I think if we lose the Leicester game, though, that could arguably put us nine points off coming into Christmas. And that's a real time and opportunity where I think they'll start having... Well, to be honest, I think they're already having that conversation. I think we're all of the opinion that he won't be here next season. So they're already trying to sound out a new manager. It's just a case of how early do we do we pull the trigger, so to speak. Because there will be a point where it's a needs must. And at the moment, we're not at that point. I know it's a cold, it's a cold way of looking at it. But unfortunately, we've got a board that's quite cold. Uh, and they're going to be looking at this in that kind of way. No, I think that's fine. I think I think that's that's exactly the the, the reason. I think you're right. You know, um, J Rob has smashed in the donation, and he says, "Well, lads, what a pile of shite." Good night, J Rob. Just leaving it out there and getting it right. To be fair, um, Josh put in a, a, a an interesting fact: we're unbeaten since 2014 in Saturday 3 p.m. kickoffs. It was a flippant comment. It is true. It is true. There was, was, was a pre-game. To be fair, I think that uh, it's probably only about five games since then that we've played at Saturday 3 p.m. Yeah, uh, well, it's probably yeah. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> yeah. Um Thomas McClemens, next question. I'll answer this one. Uh, was our captain missed today? Surely every team missing the captain should be a big blow. I don't see it with ours. I think he was. That's my personal opinion. If you if you disagree, that's fine. But I don't think you know. Sabayos moves the ball quite nicely. He keeps it ticking over, but there's nothing penetrative about his passing. Um, Gwendozi, you get a lot of action with him, but a couple of nice passes here, lose the ball there. There's nothing. There's nothing calming about it. Um, Torreira's played out of position and he's up and down like a little yo-yo there, but not really creating much. Um, if only we had Naren Ramsey, you know, if only. But, you know, if you see it differently, I see why. I'll be honest with you on that one. Um, but I, I I think the issue is more the setup of the midfield and that's a nice problem. So we go from there. Danny, um, just add chemical S X asks, should we buy a proper defensive midfielder, a Fabinho-type player this summer, or fork out the money to keep Ceballos? I definitely don't want Ceballos at the club. I don't think he brings what the club needs. That's just one more body in midfield, not really uh, helping towards doing anything. He's had a couple of games this season, one where he's been magnificent, rest where he's been okay, and a couple where he's been bad. I think we've got the player we need there already. Just needs to manage it to stop messing around and getting him to play in the wrong position. He is so eager, though, and he can run for 90 minutes, which is what you want from a player in that position. But then again, managers do this, don't they? You look at um, uh, oh, the um, Conte uh, at Chelsea. First season at Chelsea, won the league, playing in that position. Second season, the new manager plays him everywhere but in that position. It just makes you wonder why managers do these things. Do they see something in players that we can't see? Because I, I, I see a different tactical setup from... Uh... Yeah, I, I think I, I think was it Conte who asked Conte to play higher up, Josh? Or yes. I thought it was him. Yeah, it was. News, eh? right yeah. So I know I'm. Uh, who's the boy of UV now? Ramsey. 
no. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, wanted him to play up because he's playing Jorginho as the quarterback style, and that's that's fine, you know. Um, a la UV with Pogba winning it high up and um, uh, Perlo spreading the ball. But, you know, it, it, it's it's horses for courses, isn't it? Um, Josh, Kumar Sankaran asks, who's poorer, United or us? Uh, I would say United. <laughs> Only just. Only just. <laughs> Only just. It's well, a I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, Man United, I think they've fallen further. It's one of those. They've fallen a lot further. They we are, are sure shit, aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, we are shit, but they're four points less more shit than us, you know, or we're yeah. four points more less shit. Anyway, they're shit. <laughs> they are. Um, John Bernstein asks, I'll answer this one. And what are the odds we finish outside the Europa League places? Um, oh. Are they gone again? Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, don't, don't say anything, Jay. So I'll go and message them. Remember, it's beta software and it's still in beta. And it's, that's probably what's going on. Maybe they're changing things. Um, to so those of you who are, aren't listening on um, live at the moment, what's basically happening is StreamYard have chucked myself and Josh out of the call a couple of times. So apologies if this isn't flowing. Um, there's not much we can do about it, unfortunately. Especially when uh, I'm not looking at the screen and didn't realise you were gone. I was doing yeah, it. <laughs> it happens. Arian Hadari smashes in with a donation and he says, it was nice enough of Monsieur Welsh to bring Pepe into the club, but now he has to bring in Nagelsmann as well. John Welsh, you've got a bit of work to do, pal. Um, okay, so, sorry, what were we saying? Um, yeah, outside the Europa League places. No, I don't think we will finish outside the Europa League places simply because there's too much quality in the squad. Um, Champions League, yeah, that's, that's, that's the be-all and end-all for us this season. And that's the flip of a coin. Hopefully Emery gets it and sorts the problem out. But I don't have any faith in that happening. Um, so, you know, th there we are. Um, Dan Marble Hall's TV asks, is Emery just a severe level manager? Can he re ever really cut it at a big club in a major league? If you're a, a mid-table manager and you go to a top club, you're not going to want to risk stuff and because you don't want to lose your job. You want to make sure, I would imagine, you want to make sure that you uh, you don't lose. Because if you don't lose, then you're doing all right. So if he wants to try and, and do new things or try and push it, he doesn't want to risk losing. We've seen so many times this season that he is, um, he, that's the kind of formations, that's the kind of way, that's the kind of style that he plays. Someone who seems to be worried about losing and when you've got the players we've got you shouldn't be worried about losing you should be worried about not winning I think that's a great answer I'm well done that's it I'm leaving I've peaked <laughs> I, just, no, I, just, I just I just think that's a really really good answer I'm like think... it's after the last game I'm done <laughs> well played Dan <laughs> sorry Josh Cyan Vesh asks we all know what Emery is doing wrong but is there anything he's doing right or positive? Oh, uh, I think. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. There's something at the bottom of this barrel. Give me a sec. Get my arm in. I think the way that we're bringing players in is quite good. 
you know how Tierney, we've kind of gradually brought him in? Uh, I think Pepe, we got that completely wrong by throwing him straight in. <laughs> but, you know, the way we saw, like, uh, Torreira, we kind of eased him in at the beginning of his career. Guendouzi was, as you know, he started straight away. <laughs> but that kind of way that we brought players back in and kind of that injury management seems a lot better. Okay. I think there's a positive. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And this is the problem. I kind of like Unai Emery. I, you know, as much as I think, you know, he's do, doing a lot of things wrong and there's, there's you know, like I'd suck his ass. I'd have, I'd have sucked his ass last year. Okay. We, um, in May, sorry. We all know that. But it's not nice to to, to, to feel that about anybody, you know. And I, I, it's unfortunate. But there you go. Um, right, we've got two more questions. I'll answer the next one. Marble Halls TV asks, this is an unpopular opinion, but should we sell Lacazette? We cannot accommodate two strikers. I see, Marble Halls, I see the um, thinking behind it, but honestly, I wouldn't because with the Arsenal, we're going to get injuries. You know there's two or three going to come at once. You look at the season, Leicester won the league, we had Sanchez injured, Santi injured, Rambo injured, and it all came at once. If you haven't got these guys ready to play, you, you may you may need to rotate Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, all these guys. You're going to have to, but you need them there. You need the bodies and you need goal scorers. Otherwise, it's very difficult. Um, last question for all of us. Danny, I want to start with you. Michael Harneman asks, do we get rid of Emery now rather than waiting till the end of the season when we lose Alba and Laka if we don't get top four? Um, depends on... We won't know at the time because the club aren't going to tell us, but I personally wouldn't want Allegri as manager. Boring football. Plus, if you're going to get a big-name manager in who's been in other countries and done it, that manager's going to want all his new players. I think we've got a magnificent squad there. We need to get a manager who's going to use the squad that we've got to get the most out of it. So I don't want Rafa Benitez. He's not an attacking manager, although when he was at Liverpool, he played some decent football. I'm not sure what manager is out there that can get the best out of our highly attacking squad and work on the defence. So I, I don't want Emery at the club. I just think it's uh, it's never good to get rid of a manager mid-season because it's never really going to work. But at the moment, we have got too much there for it just to, to get nothing out of it. So maybe we have to. So it would be a shame to, to look back in seasons um, in the future, look back at this season and go, we had all these... We had these four att wonderful attacking players and Ozil and all that lot and we didn't do anything with it sometimes they go three or four games and none of them would score yeah it's, it's difficult Josh your opinion please oh it's a good point uh, similar to Danny I think it depends on who we want to bring in uh again Danny don't don't fall over but I think you had a good point again on uh the case of where our where our squad's at in terms double, of double. I know in terms of getting a player in or getting a manager in, sorry, that can work with this squad. Because I think that wasn't something you could say under the previous switch. I think we knew that we needed some wholesale changes in the squad, which we've now addressed in the most part. Uh, I would, yeah, I think it depends on the manager coming in. I think we could hold on to a Bamiang or Lacazette, uh, depending on who the manager is that comes in, if they kind of sell the project to them. And to be honest, out of the strikers that I'd look to sell, I'd probably be more inclined to go with a Bamiyang rather than Lacazette. 
I think the guy that we've got in Martinelli is more of an Aubameyang replacement than a Lacazette replacement. Yeah. I, oh, look, I think it, it is, there's, players, there's a player to develop. At the moment, we've got an exciting attack. And let's just, let's just keep them. Let's just develop them. Let's just start trying to win games. Um, look, we all know I'd suck his ass. Okay. Um, I think he's... I think he's going to start doing damage to the squad now. I think the business of Xhaka last week, he he handled it in what he thought was a good way, but he's rubbing players up the wrong way. I, I just think the poor bugger now can't do right from wrong, if you know what I mean. It doesn't matter what he tries to do, whether he's doing it with goodwill or, or, or not. Um, it's just not going right for him, so that's it. So would um, you sack Jace, but without necessarily a... A known replacement? Look, I, I, I don't run the club, obviously, okay? If, but if I'm in Raul's position, there's always somebody at the end of that phone that I can get to come in to take care of the team till the end of the season, okay? You know, um, whether it be a Rafa Benitez as just a holding manager, right, Rafa? You know, we want to go a different way than you, but we need Champions League. Do me a favour, come in, you get a five million quid bonus, if um uh, if you get us there, you know something like that. That's down to them, and that's going to be the real tale of the tape with the likes of Edu and Raúl. This is really, you know, whilst our football and the position we have in the league is testament to Unai's work. Okay, where this club finishes at the end of the season is a real reflection on Raúl, Vinay, and Edu's leadership. Because if they're going to allow this stagnation to continue, you can blame Unai all you want, but these are the guys who haven't sacked him. It was all Don Raul at transfer time. Oh, look at me. Yeah, great. I'm popular at the moment. Well, mate, this shit is real now. This team is awful. Remember, though, in the board, it's not just those three. We've still got the uh, old Hodgins in there as well. No, 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 no. Raul will be making the decisions on this, make no bones about it. But he's still got to get buy-in from the board. He's still got to get a majority. Josh to agree with him, and he's gone. Okay, I, I don't think the, I think the board at this point are inconsequential. We talk about boards, the only people that matter Edu, Vinay, Raul, Josh. That's all it is. Okay, that nothing else matters. Right? If they want him gone, he's gone. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, I'm just trying to put it out there because we yeah, saw no, things in the athletic that, uh, that and other places. But we saw it come out on Twitter, so yeah. we've all seen it that I, some I, board I, members wanted Emery to sign an extension last season. I don't think it is one of those main four that were in that camp. Which no, is, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. It, you know, I if, think if, it's just if, a reminder to everyone that the board yeah. is bigger than those four. But if you're looking at our form last season and you're genuinely telling me let's give him a long-term contract, you're a fucking imbecile. You know that, that that's my opinion. To whoever that person was, they're an imbecile because the football was shit. Okay, you're being saved by a guy who you're letting go for nothing. Okay, you know, and it just doesn't make sense what's happening here at the moment. It doesn't make sense, and the leadership it's going to take, and it's got to come from Raul, it's got to come from Vinay, and it's going to have to come from Edu to turn this around. It's time for them to stand up. They don't mind taking the plaudits, 
well, you're going to have to fucking do something about this because this is going nowhere and it's going nowhere quickly. Um, so that's it. Uh, ending to add, Josh. Uh, no, I would say, Danny, I think you win the bet that Jace managed to drag this out for an hour and a half again. Oh, we were hoping for 25 minutes, but... <laughs> One hour, 26. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Hold up, yeah, you've been including this, this, uh, the set. Uh, oh, I've had enough of you, lot. Anyway, we, we haven't even got 150 likes. That's going to be my other thing I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, chat box, you're shit. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You're more Unai Emery than you are Aubameyang, okay? So, don't no more excuses. If I am going to 150... By the time I, f- I say goodbye in this, you're all fucking rubbish. I mean it, okay? You're off the Christmas card list. That's the end of it. Um, massive thanks to everyone in the chat box for your participation. It's been a really interesting chat box tonight. Um, a lot of frustration, but the, that's the way it goes. To those of you listening on other... Um, oh, the fucking cats in there now. Uranus. To, to those of you who are listening on the platforms, thank you for your support. Um, really, really disappointing day, but there you go. That's the way it goes now and again. Um, some five star iTunes ratings would be really nice, people. It would be really nice. Where are they? I don't see them coming in. Come on, tappy tappy and five star it. Let's get going. To the boys doing Movember, that is the magnificent Ellis Mel, the magical Josh Doe, the daft Danny, the GFP, and the, oh, frig, I'm... I'm effervescent Effervescent um, uh, colonial canon Jason Schrader, the shreds. Um, you're brilliant. Well done, lads. To those of you who have um, uh, donated today, that's Michael Harneman. Mayank Nagendran, J-Rob, and Aaron Hadari. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Everything goes to November this month. Doesn't matter what, what how, if you pay by PayPal, Super Chat. We prefer it by PayPal because it all then goes to charity. Um, but that's it. That's it. Dan, who's on the podcast this week? Um, it is, uh, oh, we have the Mancunian, which is Simon. He has his own YouTube channel. He's a man born in Manchester, bred, lives there, Manchester accent, but he's an Arsenal fan because he hates Man United. Other than that, this is him and me, and we're probably doing it Tuesday because um, the offspring is back on Wednesday and Thursday, and I'm doing a show on Thursday, so can't do one Wednesday and Thursday. Fantastic. On Thursday, guys, for the Victoria game, it's an early kickoff. Um, well, it's an early kickoff in the UK. Depending where you are on the world, you don't know. But two heroes have stepped forward to do this show. And that is Danny, the GFP, and okay. Josh Daw. You two are magic for this. Um, jo- Danny, have you got a third yet? No, Drew said he would get back to me yesterday, and he hasn't got back to me yet. So Drew has first um, refusal on. Drew has first refusal. Um, yeah. If anybody's interested in it, contact Danny. It'll annoy him. So there you go. Jason, did you say Thursday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday, so yeah, Wednesday. It's on Wednesday. Danny said Thursday, and I followed him. Oh, Drew, oh. Drew is said he might be a Thursday for the for the, um, the Victoria game. Well, well it's a shame because we'll be playing them on Wednesday. Yeah, we're playing them on Wednesday. So there you go. Victoria oh. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it's Wednesday. It's been moved to Wednesday because we're a Champions League club. Um, it's, more, now. it's more you wait for bullshit. And by the I, way, 
because I know the reasons because there's two games in Lisbon the day before. Yeah, by the way, I've got to say this, Sakira, okay, the UEFA fine for Bulgaria is an absolute fucking disgrace. And if that's the level of um, zero tolerance that the likes of UEFA and FIFA are giving towards racism, it's fucking shame on you. Shame on you. You should be fucking taken out and sacked like dogs because you are wrong, you are disgraceful, and you're not doing anything to put a stop to this. And it's just embarrassing. Um, and that's it. Sorry, I just want to get my two pennies within there. That's it, guys. Um, thank you for your participation. I've only got 139 likes. You're all crap. Take care. Keep it Arsenal. Danny, switch this shit off. Yes, sir. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.